Hello and welcome to the Success with Savita podcast where we share hot tips on how to do life and business without losing your mind. I'm your host Savita Nanjapa, entrepreneur, high achieving 9 to 5er turned transformational success coach, helping you create a wildly successful business. Come hang out with me and other fabulous humans like you every week for stories and chats packed with a healthy dose of tips, resources, how-tos and real talk. Side effects may include a happier and more confident you with each passing day. Meet my guest today on the episode Malika Setalwar. Malika is the founder of Work in Progress, a platform that helps women start, restart or grow their careers through curated learning and brand building services. The platform curates and hosts workshops, talks and networking events with noteworthy experts. and leading industry influencers established in 2017 work in progress has grown into a powerful 10000 plus community of entrepreneurs small business owners freelancers professionals and more from across various industries prior to starting her own venture malika was a brand strategist at lolintas mumbai for almost a decade with stints at edelman pr new york and ogilvy pr mumbai Malika is armed with strong and holistic communications, branding, and marketing expertise. She graduated with magna cum laude honors from Syracuse University, New York. She lives in Mumbai with her husband and two sons. Join me in conversation with Malika Sethilwad as we talk about work in progress. Hi, and welcome to the Success with Savita podcast. Joining me today is Malika, who I have to say I've been chasing for a while. Malika, I appreciate uh, you taking the time out to be with us here today, and um, thank you for being so generous with your time today with us. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I look forward to being here. I'm very excited to talk about uh, work in progress uh, and uh, share with your lovely audience um, how they can get involved and how we can help them. Our audience is also eighty percent plus, which are a largely listening audience of women. So, uh, starting right off, I want to know what made you start Work in Progress because I know uh, you spent some time uh, as a brand strategist as well. And what brought you to start this? So, um, exactly, I spent a lot of time in the brand strategy, advertising, PR, communication space, and um, you know, having worked on so many brands, um, I was sort of eager to start my own brand. but the truth is that uh, you know despite all the i think education experience and network i kind of didn't know where to start and i said you know how can i not know how to you know take one step forward or begin when i have all this experience and um, you know learning behind me and that sort of got me thinking into this whole idea of starting something which can be um, you know pretty intimidating and isolating and i sort of almost wished i had whether a mentor or a bouncing board or just a space that i could plug into and that actually got me thinking saying that you know maybe this is a space which i'd like to develop um the moment i spoke to people and said hey do you know someone who can just you know help me understand how to begin or whether this is a viable idea i found that there were so many other people in the same boat and i really sort of then felt strongly about mobilizing the space and creating a platform therefore where women like myself um could connect um meet other people and sort of get the right answers to their questions um and grow from there so it kind of started with my own experience and sort of seeing this kind of learning gap where you don't necessarily want to go back to college or do a course 
but you just want to know how to write a business plan or how you should market something or whether your idea is big enough or how to manage the money for it. You know, it's changed the things that you don't kind of learn in school, which you actually practically need. So that actually gave impetus to this idea of saying, let me create this sort of learning platform for women to help them take the next step in their journey. That was really the genesis of it. Yeah, I can totally resonate with that because, you know, I think most women who start out and most people, not just men, women alone, but also men uh, are all looking for the same things, where to learn. And funnily enough, when you were saying that about the business plan, like, you know, you can do an MBA and still not learn how to write a business plan, which is what I did. That's so true, you know, because when we did have, in fact, our first, our first workshop was on writing a business plan. And, and I expected all these people to come with ideas. But to be honest, they came almost with businesses. These are people who are already into their businesses, whether they were running a PR company or, and they were just like, you know, but at the end of the day, I, I want to have a tight business plan to know where I'm going. So it's, it's interesting the different kind of uh, stages that you sort of need that kind of uh, guidance at. Right. Uh, so you started work in progress and like every business, you must have had some challenges. So what were some initial challenges that you faced? So, you know, I mean, initially, I feel everything is sort of a learning or a challenge of sorts, right? Especially if it's the first time when you're sort of doing your own thing. Um, and I think when you do start a small and lean, you're wearing so many different hats. So suddenly there's, there's visibility, there's marketing, there's brand building, there's managing the money, there's resource allocation, there's Suddenly, all these things with doing for the first time, I mean, everything starts as a challenge, to be honest. Um, so I think all these were things which, you know, I needed to get my head around. Um, but I think that the, the interesting thing is that you're in this learning on the job mode, you know, and I think that mindset really helps you sort of, you know, unlock things. And also the fact that you'll, you'll only sort of learn and you know, overcome this challenge by doing it. So I, I feel almost everything at some level was, I think knowing where the direction to take it was sort of challenging of sort because I was learning to see um, sort of, you know, coming from this brand strategy, you know, marketing space, I said, okay, what do the, what does the audience need? So I was very keen to put my ear to the ground to make sure that I'm sort of coming out with something for which there is, um, you know, a need gap. So I think just getting that in order was sort of some of the initial challenges. Yeah, I'm sure there were many. And uh, my um, next question to you actually is very interesting. From those initial challenges, you would have had those early wins. So what are, what are some impact stories or wins that people had like in their lives and their careers, these women who were coming to these programs and who are part of this platform? So, you know, um, I mean, I, I'd, be, um, I'd be sort of um, you know, lying if I took credit for someone else's sort of success story. Um, but at the same time, I think what I did notice, because we, you know, by the end of it, I guess we've done now 30, 40 you know, workshops. And what I did notice is the uh, you know, people coming back for more sessions, which very interestingly for me grew a brand culture because they were like, oh, yeah, you, saw, you see me again. And oh, I'm back again. And I said, but I'm happy for that. Because these are my, these are people who clearly are building my brand for me. And I think what was interesting for me, uh, again, I think we had, you know, a small part to play, but I think that to see people come back and grow in their businesses, you know, saying that, 
okay, you know, when I came back from this, I sort of developed my, you know, cost benefit and I, you know, I'm so much more comfortable with even a conversation about money now. Um, and, you know, growing in different function areas, you know, or somebody who's saying, you know, I had this idea, but now I know how to create it into a viable uh, business or brand, or I know how to make my brand stand out. And so I think just sort of seeing them, you know, over the years, coming back for sessions, learning, yeah. growing, um, and just hearing those for me were very interesting because then I felt that, yes, this is, this is exactly what I wanted. I wanted to, you know, move these wheels and, you know, otherwise get people that, that sort of mentorship or guidance they need, which otherwise can just take longer just because lack of access and connection. And the other interesting thing that happened is again, with people coming for the same workshops, um, you know, repeatedly was this sense of community, you know, which, um, you know, again, I think we're just enablers in this, but um, I feel like that was lovely because I think when you, at a certain time, I mean, when you're not sort of necessarily going to college to meet like-minded people, it becomes a bit difficult to connect with people who could, um, you know, be your next, uh, you know, partner or, you know, someone to help speak your language. And, and I saw that forming, which was also very rewarding. I was going to ask you about community because I think, you know, it gets very lonely. Some of you are, some of us are solopreneurs. Some may have co-founder, but it still gets lonely because no one else understands the journey like another person going through the same thing. And I think that's so, you've kind of in my, when I'm thinking you found your product market fit because you are fixing this need, uh, the learning uh, requirements that people may have or people didn't even know that they needed. And then you also have this community that you're creating at the same time. Would you say that, I was gonna ask you what milestones are those? And 3040 workshops is a massive milestone. What to you is, has been like something big that when you look back now and you feel like, wow, you know, we did that. Is it all of this? You probably answered that, but if you wanna to add to that. You know, um, like I said, it's so many, it's sort of so many smaller moments that tie in. Um, I would say, you know, starting year three, maybe um, when we sort of started talking to brands, you know, because all this while it was sort of very community audience oriented, right? Uh, and I focused all my energies on making sure that we had the right people and the right experts come in uh, to give the right advice. Like, you know, we curate even the content, right? So it's not so much as saying, okay, here's a speaker and now let's promote this topic to an audience. I work very closely with the speaker on the nature of the content to make sure that it's palatable and relevant to the audience. And so, I mean, a lot of those obviously is what, you know, took up our, uh, our time in the initial few years. And then I think starting year three, when I said, okay, this really has to, you know, um, be a viable thing if I wanted to grow. And we started connecting with brands um, who were very receptive to come on board as, you know, sponsors and partners and collaborators. And I feel like that was a very interesting, um, you know, time for us because it sort of showed a sense of um, value creation you know, and so I think that that was, at least in my mind, personally, a milestone of sorts, because, you know, the right brands coming in and saying, okay, here's something, um, and I want to be a part of this, um, was, was, was quite a moment, which I probably didn't foresee when I started it, you know, with the purpose that I had, uh, but just for it to grow into that was, was pretty amazing. Okay, amazing. And I think that's something that everyone wants to attract as well. So congratulations to you on having, you know, those those pieces fall into place. I do want to ask you at this point, you have like now had so many women come into these programs. What according to you is like that one topic that's concerning? Uh, I mean, that problem that 
concerns women that we don't speak about enough. I'm talking primarily, of course, women in business and women in entrepreneurship, but what have you observed? There are a fair bit. Uh, I think there's sort of, there's like a women and money thing, which seems to have like a funny relationship um, where a lot of women who are doing, um, you know, fantastic work are still, you know, nervous about money or talking about money. Or I think that I wish that would just become, um, you know, more, more normalized or just I wish we could empower them more so that that doesn't have to be a stumbling block. I definitely feel personally just motherhood, to be honest, and going through motherhood in a career where, yes, I feel like there's always that, you know, work-life balance and, you know, there's definitely conversations around that, you know, the world over. But I, I really wish that um, I think that's something which we could really make more granular and, um, you know, get more conversations going about how once you, you know, become a mother and say you choose to have um, a certain, you know, involved, um, you know, family life, how to, what the options can be, um, how you can, you know, sort of realign maybe what you were doing. You know, this whole idea that now reinvent yourself, I mean, is, is very sort of, you know, uh, easy, to, easy to sort of give that advice, but it's, it's kind of hard on the inside to find exactly where you want to go and how you want to navigate that journey. So I think motherhood and career still is something which I feel like um, I wish I could impact further and I wish it's a topic which we could address um, in smaller points and buckets, you know. And I think, um, like you rightly said, there's, there's so much within that space um, because at each phase, as the child grows, the challenges change. And so it impacts work differently. And with women still uh, carrying so much of the responsibility of parenting, um, though there are so much, there's so much work to be done there. With that, I do want to ask you, how has the pandemic, like, what were some lessons you learned in the pandemic? And how did it change what you do, what uh, happens at Work in Progress? You know, I mean, at the outset of the pandemic, of course, we literally thought it was going to blow over in a month or two. I think initially, you know, it was just, okay, let's just hit the brakes, you know. And over time, I feel as, as a working mom and as an entrepreneur, I think that there was just a need to, you know, make some big choices. So I think you start, stop, uh, or you start not sweating, I would say the small stuff. Start focusing on the bigger things and saying, okay, let me focus on what I'm trying to achieve and um, just the big things that will help me get there and let go of some of the smaller things. So I feel that was a good filtration that I sort of uh, had to go through. And I think that the, the second sort of, you know, personal and professional learning was that, you know, step back. You know, sometimes it's just, you know, we, we work very closely in a business when we're, when we're working and it's our own business and it's, you know, something you're passionate about and you're, um, sort of, you know, it's your money and all that. But I think that there's something to be said about stepping back and seeing things at a slightly bigger level, because I think then it gives you a sort of uh, wider and sometimes more accurate picture. So I think it helped me step back and say, okay, you know, what are the bigger goals? What do I want to achieve? Which on a day-to-day -day basis, I might have missed. So I think that was a really good exercise to do. And it's helped to sort of give direction and impetus to the way forward. Um, in a way that maybe just, you know, doing the everyday might not have. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. Stay tuned as we take a quick break and we'll see you on the other side of the show. That's interesting that you say that because I feel like 
a lot of people like re-evaluated how they were approaching a lot of things in their lives. Um, so did you always want to start something on your own? What was your, uh, before you st- came into starting work in progress, what do you think you were going to do next? Were you, what Was it the corporate dream? Did you know you were going to be an entrepreneur at some point? Honestly, I always say I'm an accidental entrepreneur. I, I don't have the story of, you know, I always wanted to do my own thing or I always had this idea. Um, absolutely not. You know, I'm, I was in the corporate world for 10 plus years. Um, loved it. Loved being in the agency. Um, loved the experience, the, you know, the kind of teamwork, um, the learning curve. Um, it, was, it was great. I think at, at the time when at least I had my children, you know, life was not as flexible and hybrid. So, um, you know, there were choices to be made. And I think that's why I, you know, I, I feel so strongly about, you know, you know, sort of shining a light on the fact that it doesn't have to be a black and white choice. And there can be so many options. So, um, I mean, I sort of steered into this more because of uh, a feeling uh, of, for wanting to do something purposeful and impactful. You know, and when, when, the, when you're in that place where you feel like, oh, this is something that I want to influence, I think you just, you just start doing it. And, and then suddenly you're an entrepreneur and there's a startup and all that. But I think that the seed of it sometimes just comes from, um, you know, places that you wouldn't have imagined. And what do you love most about what you do today? Like which part, the many parts, some, you know, like all of us in our business, some parts we don't like it, but some we love. What do you love about what you do? So given that I'm sort of, I mean, I've always been a very content person, you know, given that I'm from the communication sort of background and, you know, branding and design, you know, I'm passionate about stuff like that. So for me, content creation is just a wonderful experience. So in the, you know, in the gamut of what I'm doing, uh, building purposeful content is very interesting and satisfying for me. So I put a lot of energy in that and I really sort of enjoy the development of that. So with writing, I, I write a lot. And so that process is actually a joy for me. Okay. And what's next for work in progress? What's the like ultimate goal or I mean it's always going to be it's I, I think I'll take work in progress so I want to ask you what's the ultimate progress journey. so what's next it is a work in progress um so I mean there's uh there's definitely going to be um a lot of action in the digital space because um I think that's again when you step back I think and you look at things wider um I think the offline events um while I I, I love that energy and it will definitely continue. Um, there's going to be more verticals wherein we can um, curate good content uh, online, um, you know, and distribute it and have a wide reach there. Um, I definitely want to also build something in terms of um, helping resources connect. Um, there's a lot of that in the community, which I constantly am, you know, forwarding and helping, and I'm happy to. But I realize that there's a wider need where there's clearly good talent out there and there's, you know, people looking to, whether it's a gig or a full-time hire or a partner, I want to try and connect those dots um, a little better. So, you know, trying to build something around that space. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the, those are the broad uh, immediate intentions. You touched upon something really interesting earlier. You said uh, visibility and access and connections. And I really feel like every time we're talking to entrepreneurs sometimes, Everybody starts out at some place, but those who have the connections access always, I won't say it gets, it's easier, but it's, it's, it's a great, um, yeah. 
exposure for them, right? And so that's something that I still feel like, yes, there's work to be done there. And what can, what do you think all of us can do um, to help build more access for women who don't have, who don't come from those backgrounds, who don't have that exposure? Uh, I know I'm probably putting you on the spot with this question, but do you have any like a tip or a hack or a, a suggestion advice? Yeah. I mean, it's it's very challenging. I, I don't think that there is, um, you know, unfortunately, a perfect recipe for getting that kind of visibility. I think um, the truth is that it does come over time. I mean, we're an impatient lot. Our generation wants to work at the click of a button, you know. But um, the truth is, I think that one has to also accept that there is there are phases, um, you know, work on your, uh, don't spend all your money on sales and marketing you know, work on your product, work on your purpose, um, work on connecting with your audience. Um, and I think the visibility should grow. So it's not, um, it's not as simple as that, obviously, because there are people doing great work, but are still longing for, um, you know, wider audience reach. And I think that there's obviously, I mean, there are, there are very smart, you know, marketers and who will, can help to sort of achieve that because one wants to talk to various different channels and audiences. And that requires a certain budget. So the reason I'm saying this is, is, is work, grow, bring that money in, and then put it into purposeful marketing. So that there's some logic in the process. I think the, the, um, the challenge and the frustration comes because people want that visibility at the get-go. Uh, and then says, oh, it's so hard to get visibility. But of course, it's hard to get visibility. And do it in your own smaller way circles. The customers that you currently have, work on growing your visibility with them, through them. It's too big uh, a task to take on at a small stage. So I think that it's also a mindset uh, at some level and, and one has to appreciate and understand that it will be a slow burn of sorts. I think you really put it well because it's, you know, we are looking at everything on social media and we're like, I want this and I want this and I want this and how can I get this and that person so lucky. But I think, yeah, it takes time. It does not happen overnight. Such great advice. Um, thank you for that. And now let's bring it back to you. What about, uh, like, let's talk about you in a day in your life. What does a day in your life look like the behind the scenes? Oh, and how long do you have? <laughs> uh, no, this is uh, almost we are towards the end of the interview. So you can take as much time as you need. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's sort of, um, so I, I have two young kids who are nine and four. So my day starts with actually, you know, sort of getting them ready and dropping them to school. So once that's done, then it, it's, it's very sort of, I have very broad buckets uh, in my day, to be honest. It's, it starts with that. And then I have a nine to three period where I'm working. Um, and then it goes back into somewhat of uh, kids mode where they're home from school and there's either homework to be done or classes. And at the end, I would say, you know, towards seven, eight o'clock, um, I like to have my own time, whether it's a walk or yoga or something which sort of, you know, brings back, brings me back to my personal space. And then typically it's, you know, either friends or just my own sort of downtime decompress. So that's the broad story. No, but that's, I mean, for anyone who has kids, <laughs> I'm sure it's very relatable. And I do want to ask you before I let you go and as we come towards the end of this interview, what is your advice from everything that you've seen um, so far in your career as a mom? And now um, as an entrepreneur, what's your advice to women who are just starting out? So personally, from my own starting out journey, I feel like learning is hugely important. 
I feel be open to learning. And when you're looking to start out, it can feel very intimidating, but I genuinely feel learning is empowering. So whether you're choosing to learn online, learn from somebody else that, you know, you, you know, you want to be an apprentice with, or, you know, just consume whatever information you can to get your wheels moving in the direction that you want. Because I think taking just that step is a step. Don't feel like I'm doing nothing. I'm just reading. I'm just, you know, I'm just attending some sessions. I'm just, those are steps. Because I think that, you know, often it's said that the hardest part about getting started is getting started. And that in itself is very challenging, actually, because you can sit in that place and say, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do. I have this idea, but I don't know what to do about it. I think, I mean, I've heard these conversations very often, um, but I think that learn more about it if that's the space you want to be in. Or do you know somebody who's doing it? Why don't you connect and get to know more about that? If you're looking to do something in a space for which there is a session, whether it's online, um, whether it's on your Skillshare or whether it's, you know, you can find, I think, information out there for pretty much anything that you're interested in. You want to build a website, there'll be 500 tutorials for that, you know? So I think take those steps to learn about that stuff. Um, attend sessions, watch sessions online, connect with people to learn more. Because I just feel like that um, helps you give you your answers, helps you just put one foot forward in front of the other, and just, I think, helps you take the steps where you're, you're too, you, you don't know where to begin and you're too scared to. So I think that that's genuinely what I would say to just get the ball rolling. And um, for anyone who wants to get in touch with Work in Progress, uh, follow you on Instagram. Of course, we're going to be dropping all the links. Uh, anything that you want to share, they can connect on the website or uh, what's, what's your recommendation? Yeah, sure. Um, Instagram, Facebook, uh, website. Um, I mean, Instagram is a great way to just DM us if you want to be involved in any capacity, uh, whether you want to know about our events or collaborate or be a speaker or be a brand, anything that you want to be sort of very active there. Our email is up there as well, as well as website. So, you know, happy to sort of get a sense of whoever wants to get involved and however we can help them. So thank you so much for uh, your time today. And I look, we wish you all the best and I look forward to staying connected and following work in progress and getting some progress in our uh, spaces as well. Thank you Wonderful. so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like this episode and you want more, you can go to the show notes on my website, which is successwithsavita.com forward slash podcast. If you like what you've heard so far, I would be grateful to you if you could leave me a five-star review, subscribe to this podcast and share with a friend who may find this useful. You can also follow me on my Instagram at successwithsavita and DM me any questions you may have and I will be happy to answer them for you. Until the next episode, believe in yourself and all the best to your success.